Welcome to the Green Up Possibilities podcast, empowering you with information about what is possible, improbable, and nearly impossible with money. Brought to you by Green Up Wealth Management. Thank you for joining us. I'm Kyle Barclay, Senior Vice President and Wealth Advisor at Green Up Wealth Management. And I'm Aaron Kirsch, Chief Client Advocacy Officer at GreenUp. On this podcast, we will discuss minimizing unexpected tax bills. Aaron, let's start with a story that may resonate with many investors. Great, Kyle. Let's talk about a couple that gets married and they're thinking about starting an investment account. And they're trying to figure out what they should invest in. They look around, they think that, hey, mutual funds seem like a good investment. It offers diversification, there's professional management of the investments, and there's relatively low investment minimums. So that couple decides to open a mutual fund account. Fast forward several decades. Now the couple has had that fund for a very long time. They have a significant number of shares of that mutual fund, and there are a few extra zeros in that account value since they first started. And now that couple is a lot more successful in life. They have a higher net worth, they have higher incomes, and they're in a higher tax bracket than when they first started investing. And then tax time rolls around. They receive their 1099 DIV tax form, which comes in the mail. And they check out that form and they found out that their fund has spun off a significant amount of capital gains and dividends. And that money is typically reinvested into the fund, so it's not in their bank account, it's not money they're spending, and yet now the couple is faced with a substantial and unexpected tax bill. Aaron, this affects their taxes in so many ways. One is what I call tax bracket creep, where these unexpected and relatively unwelcome capital gains pushes them into a higher tax bracket. Additionally, Medicare premiums could increase. Along with that, the potential for a net investment income tax. Aaron, that's an extra 3.8% they would have to pay. This could also limit the amount that might make sense to convert to a Roth IRA. And really, this problem is even bigger for those that are single or widowed investors. Right, Kyle. If this couple's issues sound familiar to you, what would that couple do or what would you do in your situation? Well, most of us would probably contact the mutual fund company and inquire about what can be done about this. That's right. Really, it it tends to be, we call the fund representative of that mutual fund manufacturer and we say, hey, I got this tax form and apparently... I owe a lot of taxes and this could also cause downstream tax problems for me. What do we do about this? How can I fix this? Maybe the representative says, well, you know, this is the cost of making money. You're a good lifelong saver. This is just what happens. Okay, well, I might like to be invested in something that's more tax friendly. How about we sell this and go into something more tax friendly? The representative maybe says, Well, if you sell everything, that could trigger capital gains for the unrealized capital gain portion of your mutual fund. So this is a a tough conversation, Aaron. It seems that we're not going to get any help from the fund company. So there's basically three options to do. And the first option is to do nothing and just deal with what could become a growing tax problem over time. 
Right, Aaron, so that's not a great option. Representatives at mutual fund companies are not tax advisors, so they're not most equipped to help with ongoing tax bill problems resulting from the mutual funds that they represent. So as we look at taxes in the future, the reality is they're probably not going to go down for the foreseeable future. First and foremost, the Tax Cut and Job Act of 2017 sunsets at the end of 2025. What that means is the tax breaks we've been enjoying since 2017 are gone at the end of 2025. Aaron, could you share a little bit about what that could look like to taxpayers? Sure, Kyle. So what that means is if you're in the 12% tax bracket now, your tax rate goes back up to 15%. If you're in the 22% tax bracket now, it's going to go back to where it was 2017 and earlier to 25%. And if you're in the 24% tax bracket, it's going to go back up to 28%. And if you think about this tax cut that happened back in 2017, this was passed when our national debt was at $20 trillion. Kyle, remind our audience where the debt is right now for the national debt. (laughs) Aaron, I hate to do it, but I will. The current debt is $30 trillion. It's up 50% over the last five years. In addition to taxes going up, there's proposals already in existence to raise the capital gains tax portion. That's the tax rate we pay on those 1099 DIV forms. Doing nothing does not seem to make the most sense, Kyle. So let's think about option number two, which is waiting to give your mutual fund to the next generation. And if you do that, if your children inherit your mutual fund from you when you pass away, they're going to get what's called a step up in basis, meaning that the cost that they have when they go to sell that fund is the day they inherit it rather than the day you purchased it. That's right, Aaron. Effectively, it kind of wipes away the capital gains inside of the fund. So it's a way for investors to get unstuck. Unfortunately, it does come on the passing of a loved one. But one question I have is, well, what if we're going to live a long time and we're going to continue to pay these unexpected and unwelcome tax bills? That could be a lot of taxes over the years for something where maybe a more accelerated approach in solving this problem maybe makes more sense. Also keep in mind, Washington is considering limiting or completely eliminating the stepped up basis, which could make option two disastrous. Right, Kyle. So that leaves us with option three, which we think is the absolute best option, and that's to do something about it. Kyle, what are some of the things that investors can do with their highly appreciated mutual funds to minimize or mitigate the tax problems that those cause? It starts with creating a plan. We've got to have a plan in place to see what unwinding those problematic mutual funds could look like. And we can do that in a lot of different ways. Tax loss harvesting being one that comes top of mind, which is effectively offsetting some of those gains with losses. If you think about the current market environment right now, we have high inflation, rising interest rates, and conflict with Ukraine and Russia. That's creating tax loss harvesting opportunities, which can help to unwind those problematic mutual funds. Another thing we can do, Kyle, is gift highly appreciated mutual funds 
to a charity instead of writing a check to that charity. Since the charity is a nonprofit, they don't pay any taxes on it, and you get to unload that from your hands instead of writing a check. So then you don't have to pay any capital gains tax, and the charity doesn't have to pay capital gains tax. Another thing you can do is gift that fund to children who may be in a lower tax bracket than you. So when your child goes to sell that fund, they're going to be paying a lower tax rate than if you were to sell that fund. So it mitigates some of that tax bite. That's a great point, Aaron, especially if we think about children typically being in lower tax brackets. Another option here is asset location. What I mean by asset location, it's where we put some of the problematic mutual funds that may make sense to have in your portfolio, but let's put those in taxed advantaged retirement accounts like traditional IRAs, Roth IRAs. Those can be great place for typically noisy and problematic investments. Beyond IRAs and Roth IRAs, if we think about non-retirement registrations, what I mean by that is like your joint account or a trust account, maybe it makes more sense to have municipal bond funds in those types of registrations so that it's more tax-friendly and doesn't cause those problems when they pay interest each month, as well as insurance-based investments. That could be a good option inside of a trust account or a joint account. At the end of the day, everyone in every situation is different. Thanks for that, Kyle. Let's talk about the takeaways then from this podcast. One is it's not the best solution to just say, I made money and I will pay the taxes on my mutual fund. Your money is meant to be enjoyed by you and those who are important to you. Right, Kyle. Another takeaway is it takes a passionate professional who's really serious about tax planning to help you build for a better future. Ideally, this professional is going to help keep more money in your pocket and ultimately to design a portfolio that's for a purpose, your purpose. And you, the investor, you really deserve a customized, tailored financial plan that fits your needs. That's right, Aaron. Investors deserve more than just a handful of portfolio models to choose from, especially those that may spin off large taxable distributions that investors have to pay taxes on. They deserve more help than just the investments alone. They deserve a fully customized plan, a customized portfolio that's built for their goals, the timing of when they want to use the money, factoring in their tolerance for risk, accounting for specific income sources like pensions, required minimum distributions, social security, single versus married, et cetera, et cetera. Working with a green up wealth advisor on how to minimize these unexpected tax bills is a very passionate topic of ours because you deserve it. Give us a call. Talk with one of our wealth advisors about ways we could help minimize these tax bills now and in the future. As we think about taxes going up, you deserve to get a plan in place today. That sums it up quite nicely, Kyle. Thank you. For the entire team at Greenup Wealth Management, I'm Aaron Kirsch. And I'm Kyle Barclay. Thanks for listening. 
Greenup Wealth Management is a registered investment advisor and the opinions expressed are our own. All statements and opinions expressed are based upon information considered reliable, although it should not be relied upon as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation or objectives and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for any individual. Listeners are encouraged to seek advice from a qualified tax, legal, or investment advisor to determine whether any information presented may be suitable for their specific situation. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.